shadows, you can hear the sounds. The rumble of a hundred hounds. Cries of the banshee, terror of the windigo. You all they can't see if they just know where to go. It's the creature. It's the creature. It's the creatures from the supernatural. And you are listening to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I am Kat. And this episode is Dead in the Water. Water spirits is, I guess, what we'll be talking about, or water deities of some kind. Yes. And as far as I know, and I said this again with the Christmas episode, and then I corrected myself a couple weeks ago when we recorded the pilot, this is the only episode, as far as I'm aware, that has to do with water on the show. I'm racking my brain through 12 seasons of this damn show. Am I wrong? Heather? Heather's here with us again. Hello. <laughs> Heather, Kat, am I wrong? <laughs> Is this the only episode that has to do with water? Heather's only up to season seven, so we won't go past any spoilers regarding uh, Sarah Gamble's BS with that show. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind spoilers. I have a lot of hatred for Sarah Gamble. Just She's <laughs> just a terrible showrunner. She's an okay writer, but she ran season six and seven into the ground. So, and I'm not alone on this. <laughs> <laughs> I will do some research and let you know if I find any other water themed. She is going to be researching while we're talking. I love yes. how this team comes together. I think this should be a trifecta, like a trinity. I totally think this should become a trinity show. Heather, want to join? I can be the obligatory Sam, <laughs> who occasionally okay. says, "Hey, get this." <laughs> She's the fifth beetle of the four beetles because there's only two of us. Yes. That math doesn't work out. Read the plot synopsis, Kat, before All I continue. Because right. my jokes won't stop. <laughs> Taking a break from the search for their father, Sam and Dean investigate several drownings in the same Wisconsin town that have all been dubbed by the lo- local authorities as suicides. But it doesn't take long to realize that some of the locals are hiding more than what they're saying. <gasps> and this episode was directed by... Uh, Somebody that I'm going to start crying when I, when I mention his name. Kim Manners. For anyone who doesn't know who Kim Manners is, shame on you. Kim Manners is one of the greatest television directors of all time and died of cancer uh, shortly around, I think, seasons three or four. He, was, he directed numerous episodes of The X-Files, Supernatural, Smallville. His IMDb credits are long and extensive. And one of the most touching moments in the recent season of The X-Files is um, uh, Agent Mulder is in a, a graveyard and he comes over to two uh, grave marked Kim Manners and brushes it off. Aww. And there's just like a, like a, there's definitely like a couple seconds that he's just standing there, like touching Kim's gravestone. Because Kim directed a lot of the best Mulder centric episodes of The X Files. And he is one of the like best television directors of all time. And his, his, uh, his presence has definitely been missed in any show that he's been in. It's, yeah. it's, Seriously, anyone listening to the podcast, look up who Kim Manners is. You could do an entire podcast week after week dedicated to the episodes of any show that Kim Manners did because he was that great of a director. Mm-hmm. So, so now that I've uh, <laughs> brought this show down to a crashing absolute just, you know, tear-felt uh, memorial. Yeah. Uh, this episode also has one of my favorite actresses in it, Amy Acker. Oh, the heart oh, throbs yes. and beats in my chest for her. She played the amazing Fred on Angel, the vampire spinoff show of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh-huh. Um, she was quirky, and she was always filled with, like, the facts and the lore and stuff <laughs> like that. And then she played this, like, blue smurf-looking bondage red leather demon chick in the final season, <laughs> which was awesome. 
Um, she was in. She's she was on a great episode of Agents of Shield. She played the violinist that Agent Coulson was in love with, and she was in an absolute terrible, 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 terrible Lifetime Christmas movie where she plays like this stalker, but in a young, funny, cheerful, happy way, trying to get into the life of this guy because her mom's going to cut all her money off because oh my god, she doesn't have a job and she's like rich debutante. Oh my god! And the only person who realizes that she's a stalker is like the bitchy current girlfriend of the guy that she's trying to get with oh lifetime movies she was was actually just recently in a new hallmark christmas movie a nutcracker christmas oh my god i'm so glad i didn't watch that (laughs) it was great not as good as the nine lives of christmas though that was a good hallmark you would have watched that movie wouldn't you (laughs) it was so good you can't wait until we get to season three yellow fever uh when dean or season four when they do yellow fever i'm so excited and dean's like "Ah, ah, cats are scary that is my favorite (laughs) scene in all of supernatural you know what there's a better scene in that episode when he's sitting in his car playing eye of the tiger with air guitaring his leg (laughs) so great (laughs) anyway let's get back to dead in the water all right What did we know about the uh, ghost from this episode? What, what, what can you tell us, Kat? So, um, first, they don't really know what is killing all these people, whether it's suicides or whether it's a ghost. But then, um, as they do more research, they find out the people are all being killed by this the ghost of a, the little boy, Peter Sweeney, who was the friend of the sheriff and of Bill Carlton in the episode. He was killed when they were in a lake and they accidentally drowned him so now yeah so now um peter is out to take his revenge by killing the family of both of the two guys that killed him where is lake manitoga located i think it's in wisconsin there on the back of this uh amazing map which i had pointed out to cat it it, it, again this this book only goes up to season nine so it definitely needs an update um, but we're still in season one, so I don't need to worry about it. They they list uh, the map of the United States on one side of where the boys have been, but on the back, because of the fact the map is so small, they list every location that there is a monster in every single state that they've been in. And they have not been to all 50 states, because let's face it, how how much would you like to see Sam and Dean like, going to the beach, like <laughs> surfing and catching like a surf monster or something, like an episode of Scooby-Doo? You know, even Dean, even Sam, po- Dean points out, like, we never go to Vegas. Vegas. We never go to someplace tropical. Yeah. <laughs> it's always with like Midwestern bumpkin sheriffs that they can easily manipulate. Yeah. <laughs> like Jody Mills. <laughs> so what what state did you say it was? Michigan? Wisconsin, Wisconsin. I think. Wisconsin. Okay. Appleton, Fitchburg, Granitsburg, Kenosha, Lake Manitowoc, Ghost. So they, they list it right here. But they basically list all the towns, the real towns they've been to with the, uh, the whatever they happen to encounter in that episode. Um Jefferson Starship in one. <laughs> so, also, the, where this uh, was filmed happened to be uh, where the writer, Nicholas Knight, of the official Supernatural Companions guides seasons one through seven, as well as the Supernatural Encyclopedia, actually lives. Cool little piece of trivia. Yes. The origins of this, since it's just the ghost of a child, there's like not much like lore-wise mm-hmm. about something like that specifically but But we do have water spirit deities and stuff like that water spirits water ghosts in chinese and japanese folklore there's a lot about water ghosts um there's poseidon also yes there's poseidon but um 
more like thinking about um, the ghosts of water ghosts of people who drowned or oh yeah yeah I, like, like, like there's there's yeah. tons of lore about drowning victims yes. and how they probably came back as vengeful spirits or people that were murdered in water or something yes in Chinese folklore lore, there's um, forgive me for screwing this up but no that's okay we're, um, we're gonna constantly sh- butcher shui <laughs> gui which means water ghosts go to Wikipedia they might actually break it up f- 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 what's the word I'm looking for phonically uh, f- f- Phonetically. Thank you, Heather. That word. Uh, so that way you can say it properly and we're not like butchering another culture's complete language. <laughs> okay. They had it on Wikipedia, but it was sort of... It was not helpful. You'd have to be a linguist to really understand what the A with the curve over it versus the A with the two squiggly lines versus the A with whatever symbol on it means. That hurt my head. Okay, let's move on. It just on. so happens Heather's <laughs> an aspiring linguist. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah. All right, so Heather's going to say all of the funny words for us that we can't pronounce. Are you, I'll you ready? I'll bu- butcher them too. But. All right, Heather, how do you pronounce this? I think you got it right. Shui-gui. 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 <laughs> Just keep thinking of squeegees. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty then, moving on. <laughs> they are the spirits of people who have drowned. They lurk in um, the place where they died underwater, dragging unsuspecting victims underwater to drown them and take possession of their bodies. So that's pretty similar to what happened in the episode. I feel like the boy was drowned and now he's trying to drown all the people who were involved in his murder. Vengeful spirits, this is pretty much... I mean, they had kind of like a vengeful spirit in Constance. Yeah. Uh, but this is like really more like out to get certain type of people, right? He's yeah. like targeting specific people, whereas Constance was like anyone who cheated on their on their loved one or anyone with kids or whatever. Yes. They were open fair game. This is the first episode where we have a specific target, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Peter was only looking to get the families and the people who murdered him. Mm-hmm. The uh, a lot of water spirit lore actually seems to come from African culture, according to uh, sources. There's a book uh, that I reference. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, the book is just called The Guide to African Culture. Uh, there's no actual author for it, so if you do happen to know of a great guide that we can uh, re- uh, look up in the future, please let us know in the comment section below of any of our videos on my website, RadioHorror.com, or on our iTunes page as well. Uh, um, the one thing that I'm going to be like tracking down in 2017 is uh, <clears throat> back in the 80s they had these time life books that like broke down like all the different like creatures and stuff like long before we even had a show called Supernatural and they were like these just awesome looking books and I always like how to use books or see them once in a while I'm like oh that's cool I remember my mom used to have one of those next time I see them I'm gonna be like how much for that entire cyclopedia because I do an entire podcast about this now <laughs> <laughs> or there's a there's a great guide um, that an ex-girlfriend mentioned to me that we were at a used bookstore and she's like you don't have this book you're on all this horror stuff this book is the quintessential book about like monsters creatures aliens demons everything it lists like everything about anything from any culture. It's a thick book or whatever. It's like 20 bucks. What I didn't is it? buy it. I can't remember the name <laughs> of it. I got to get a hold of my ex girlfriend who's like a friend of mine that I, I'm like, hey, do you remember that book you mentioned? Was it the Necronomicon or something like that? No, was- the Necronomicon is just like a spell book, which I don't think they oh. ever mentioned in the show. 
but it does list some demons, and I know where you're going with it, but the Necronomicon is just a spell book, and God, you could do an entire podcast about who the hell wrote that thing because it's a fictitious book. It's 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 Necronomicon's origins go yeah. back to the 1930s with H.P. Lovecraft, and some fan of his one day decided, you know yeah. what, I'm going to take all the lore from all his writing, Call of Cthulhu, The Mountain of Madness, Reanimator, so on and so forth, and compile it into this book that we're going to sell at Barnes Noble for seven ninety nine, and crazy people years later are going to be like, oh my god, it's a real book. No, it's not. If they sell it at Barnes Noble for seven ninety nine, it's not going to cause any problems. <laughs> <laughs> I live in an, I live in reality and science. It's sold right next to the Bible, so just put the books together. We'll cancel each other out. <laughs> so going back on topic. Um, well, I got more Chinese lore about just vengeful spirits in general. Okay. And, oh gosh, another name. Uh, Yan Gui. Yan Gui. I, I hope that's how you pronounce it. Um, it literally means ghost with grievance. Uh-huh. They're the spirits of people who died wrongful deaths, which I think is similar to the ghost in um, Dead in the Water. That would, yeah, th- that would definitely tie the two together. Um, you can look. You can definitely also see in a comprehensive list of like water spirits, and there's like, I mean, there's about fifty different types of water spirits from cultures all over the planet. Um, they look like mermen. They look like you know, uh, Cthulhu type things. They look like turtle people. Um, one particular water spirit actually comes from Japanese mythology, the Kappa. What Wait, is that? The Kappa is kind of like a turtle man. <laughs> you know, when, 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 and, and this is like a really interesting reference. Um, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, when people have seen the turtles who are not like of the 20th century, they say they're like time travel, they call them Kappa, which are like ancient da- Japanese demons that literally mm-hmm. look like turtle men. And they would carry like bowls of water in their head, like where their <laughs> brain is. And if it's spilt out, that's the only way to kill them. Okay. Uh, Interesting. Kappa is where Koopa Troopa came from. <laughs> yes, exactly. Kappas are also referred to in some in, in Japanese culture as being like their version of a vampire because they would also drink blood of the cows mm-hmm. um, and other animals. Um, they, I believe they probably would also drink the blood of, of humans too, but they were Fun. mainly known to be like kind of like vampire bats, which would only like drink the blood of cattle, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> This is what a kappa looks like. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Turtle shell. Turtle kind of like yeah. look. Just one of many different kind of water spirits. But uh, what do we have about water spirits that like about, mm, excuse me, what do we have about water spirits and seeking vengeance um, besides Chinese culture? <laughs> oh, I found something interesting in Thai mythology called Fi Tai Hong, which are the spirits of you know, the vengeful spirits of people who died usually by either murder or more commonly drowning. Okay. And generally, they were the most feared among all spirits because they are considered the most powerful because they had the most reason to take revenge, and normally they'd focus on people connected to where or how they died. Not necessarily the people responsible for their death, but anyone connected to the way they died. Hmm. Yeah, and it seems to be like most of the ghosts on the show are targeting like specific people connected to the way they died. Yeah, I'm rewatching season eleven because I just picked it up on Blu-ray, and there's the uh, they they have the um, the the uh, the uncle who is wrongfully accused of 
inappropriately touching children and his uh, sister just wanted like you know she thought maybe it's possibly true because she's trying to protect her son and he was like a he was a children's costume performer so all his costumes are now like anything he, he ever wore obviously has traces of his DNA hair and dead skin cells so like all these costumes are taking possession of people and he's specifically going after the people that were like involved in his his death when he was thrown off a bridge yeah yeah and again many other episodes of Supernatural they the same thing. The spirit's going after the specific people, and Sam and Dean got to figure out how to salt and burn the body. Now, in this episode, do they salt and burn this little boy's body? No, they don't, actually, because... When does that ever happen on this show? Is it coming up? The hook man. They yeah. do it with the hook man. Okay. So that probably doesn't happen. Or Bloody Mary. But they have to yes. destroy the mirror, which we'll get to in another episode. But uh, that becomes like a constant thing on the show. But not in this episode. Yes. In this episode, since the boy drowned, his body's at the bottom of the lake. They, oh. can't, they don't really want to go down there to get no, it. No, no. Um, you don't want to go, uh, d- d- uh, w- w- I was going to say dumpster diving, I was, uh, well diving like uh, Naomi Watts in the ring and bring her back up and realize, oh, wait, no, you need to keep <laughs> the evil dead girl's body down there because she's evil and hateful and just like psychotic from the day she was born like Michael Myers. <laughs> actually, in this episode, Sam and Dean aren't really the ones to get rid of the ghost. It's actually, they actually get rid of the ghost when um, the sheriff jumps into the water to let the ghost take him instead of his grandson. That's right. The His, gra- his grandson being the, the son of Amy Acker's character. Yes, and now the ghost, after having taken revenge on both of his murderers is finally at peace and the problem is solved now why did they kill this little boy it was, i believe it was an accident they were just playing in the lake one day and they were holding his head under the water well, so as they like were a older game. kids they were this is when they were kids they were yes, adults okay they were kids <laughs> they were kids um and they went to a lake and they were like Playing teasing games him. in the okay. teasing him, holding him under the water, and then they accidentally held him under too long, Ugh. and he died. <laughs> Yikes! So, uh, so his vengeance is justified. Oh yes. Whereas others usually are just like, okay, this was a mistake. You died tra- tragically, but it was an accident. Whereas yeah. this is like his re- revenge is um oh, c- kind of similar to um. But you have to wonder like, why didn't his parents like look seek revenge? Did they mention that in the episode? Not really. Because, like, the constant episode that we cover with the lady in white, she, uh, her husband, just kind of, like, washed his hands of the whole thing. And the Wendigo was, like, a transformation. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, you have to wonder, like, why didn't the mom go psycho and, like, go after the town, kind of like in Friday the 13th, and then the kid come back or whatever and put on a hockey mask start hacking up, you know, virgin, you know, non-virgin teenagers. Um, And then, uh, you know. Hence the events of Friday the 13th could play out from this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Heather's looking like, what? <laughs> You've never seen the Friday the 13th movies? I've heard of them so a kid, little bit. So a, a, a mentally challenged kid drowns because a couple t- his camp counselors are having sex. And like years later, the mom returns to the camp, kills them. And then, like, the camp is closed for many years. They try to reopen the camp. The mom returns to the camp to be like, no one's reopening this camp after what happened to my son. Starts killing everyone off one by one by one. Where a lot of these slasher movie horror tropes come in, like, if you smoke weed, you have promiscuous sex, you drink beer, you're going to die. If you're, like, the good girl, you'll live to the end of the movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, so on and so forth. Then, of course, in, a, like, the following movie, then her son is found to actually never been drowned. He's been living in the woods the whole time. Why did mom, like, reconnect with her son? It's never explained. Um, and he puts on a mask the hockey mask becomes Jason's 
nine films later and yes. continues his <laughs> terror reign of tacky up sequels, including a remake starring... Jared Padalecki. Jared Padalecki. Okay, yes. So the sad. actor who plays Jared Padalecki then actually shows up in the remake Friday the 13th. Yeah. And then you get to see Sam fight Jason Voorhees. <laughs> which also, that movie out of all the Friday the 13th movies has the highest body count of any of them. That mm. actor is very proud of it. Because <laughs> they all died by his hand. Yeah. Uh, the, the one last thing I had here okay. was from... Japanese folklore, and will my linguist friend help me again? Funyayurei. 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 Very good, Heather. It um, literally means boat spirit, Uh and they're the ghosts of vengeful spirits at sea. They typically were people who died, like, on a ship drowning at sea and now they're out in the ocean seeking vengeance on other ships so this is different than what we were talking about where it's a ghost that is after certain people like this ghost is just after any like type of ship that comes by another thing they've never encountered before ghost pirates why haven't sam dean ever fought ghost pirates yeah <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> even scooby-doo did you know like yeah like every five minutes scooby-doo fought some type of like scooby-doo fought the ghost in the divers the old school divers costume. Yeah. Yes. How creepy would that look? <laughs> that scarred me as like a six year old who had never <laughs> seen Scooby Doo before. The divers costume. Yeah. Oh. oh I remember. That's that. like the wailing sound he would make, and it was always like a cranking machine that it, that they found out later on in the episode that he would be cranking the the whaler. Yeah. It's a it's a <laughs> it's a, a a horn a horn that the ships would make, so it, it sounded like it would coming in from him. Oh. <laughs> I remember Sounds he had like, like the guys in our class when someone gets burned. <laughs> what do you mean? It does. Oh, oh usually okay. accompanied by finger guns and smirks. Okay, so the episode in question that you just heard the uh, clip from is uh, the ghost of Captain Cutler. That was the uh, the ghost that we were talking about. Yes. I couldn't find the sound effect that he makes of with that ooh so sound sad. he makes. Now Heather's going to go to bed tonight and just be like, oh my god! <laughs> All of your childhood nightmares return. <laughs> just to that soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think I can't I can't find any other information about the uh, ghost, monster, water spirits type of thing. Neither can um, I. We're not going to get into like the Loch Ness monster or anything like that yeah. because they don't counter a monster at all. It's just a ghost spirit, and there's going to be many other versions of ghosts that they encounter throughout the uh, the length of the show that we will cover on this podcast. But I just wanted to s- stick to water ghosts. And, again, the only way they vanquish it or they stop it from killing is the dad, the grandfather, sacrifices himself. That's it. So nothing else really happens. Um, They don't make a – they don't make a mention of John's journal in the episode, I think, either. I don't think so. Because I couldn't find an entry in it about it, unlike the uh, the Wendigo, which had had a really good thing. The ghost in the episode in question was done with CGI, which I'm okay with for something like this. I'm not a big fan of them using CGI in the show, but uh, they do it when absolutely necessary. I love uh, Kim Manners and uh, Rail Tucker and Sarah Gamble, who were the writers of the episode, were talking about how this episode, uh, they felt as though they made a lot of mistakes in putting it together, um, that 
they wish they had done possibly uh, a creature like a monster in the lake kind of uh-huh. like but they didn't want it to be associated like jaws yeah so they decided to go with the water spirit um but it's an episode they absolutely learn from and uh they move on from uh dean has a cute little quote in here it says i just don't want to leave this town until i know the kid's okay sam says who are you what have you done with my brother dean says shut up <laughs> <laughs> So, but that's all the time we have here tonight on this episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Don't forget you can check us out on our website at creaturesandlore.com. Once again, thank you to Jess O'Lantern for providing our theme song for us. You can check out her page. I forgot to uh, give away her page. Uh, you can look her up on Facebook at Jess O'Lantern and find her on Twitter under the same name as well. And then we're also on Twitter. Uh, I never give out mine. It's the Radio Horror Network of Shows Twitter at Chris D S A V and it covers the Dr. Chris Radio Horror Show, the YouTube page Radio Horror, the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, which you're listening to, and the Dead TV podcast, which I do with my co host Mr. Zeneca. And Kat also has a Twitter as well. I do. My Twitter is Cat Loves Cats fifteen, but we also have a Supernatural Creatures and Lore Twitter page, which is Supernatural Creature Lore. And you also have a uh, YouTube Yes I do. My YouTube channel is Cat Loves Cats. And you can find us uh, on our group page at Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Just feel free to join it uh, and leave us a comment, ask us a question. It's where you can interact with the host of the show. And the next episode will be in a couple weeks. And we'll be covering, uh, I believe, exorcisms for the first time. Because that episode is the first episode to deal with a exorcism. Phantom Traveler. So we'll oh, be yes. covering, uh, talking about exorcisms as it's the first time they deal with exorcisms. We're probably not going to get much into demons because we will have yeah. plenty of episodes to get involved with demons. So many. Um, I can't wait until season two that we can do a entire episode about Robert Johnson and his music. <laughs> because Robert Johnson is tied to Crossroad Demons yeah. with his music. And I love Robert Johnson. You, you know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah. The jazz musician who mm-hmm. became an overnight sensation and no one understands why. And then one day he just died. Yeah. And possibly it's because he made a deal with a Crossroads demon. I love his music, too. He's one of the best jazz musicians of all time. Um, Hellhound on My Heels is uh, one of his most famous songs. Of course, that's when we were introduced uh-huh. to Hellhounds. And we don't, we're not introduced to Crowley yet in that episode. Which no. Is, no. So, but we'll get there. We still have some episodes to get to. But next week, uh, sorry, in two weeks, we'll be covering exorcisms and all the lore about exorcisms and Catholic exorcisms and things like that. We're not going to get too much about the movies. You know, I got to go those. visit my church now. What do you mean? I got to go visit my church. You gonna you gonna drag get some your, holy water? Oh, you should drag your priest in here. Maybe oh, yeah. you can give us some uh, <laughs> tips about how to do an exorcism. That should be fun. Yeah, we should do a live exorcism <laughs> <laughs> on Heather. On Heather. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Goodbye. Good night. <laughs> Can't see if they just know where to go. It's the creature.